Welcome to the new audio podcast with Thomas Chelmy. Take off now and boost your efficiency in leadership, teamwork and customer contact. Today's topic is time management. Have you ever asked yourself whether you are using your time wisely? Whether you're using your time effectively? And make the best possible use of the time you have every day? Or have you asked yourself whether you may use too much time for certain tasks, invest too much time? Well, these are all legitimate questions. And I'm sure you have heard many people saying, oh, I have no time. No, sorry, no time. Maybe you hear yourself saying this yourself every now and then. But is it really true that we have no time? Because if you think of it, we have the same amount of time every day. 24 hours every day anew, reset. And we all get the same amount of hours every day. So saying I have no time doesn't really sound very true. What does it really mean if I say I have no time? Well, actually, it means I have different priorities at the moment. Or I have no time for this or I'm not willing to take the time for this or take the time for you. So a few thoughts about time and time management. So a few thoughts about the use of time and time management. One basic rule that was discovered in the last century was that the tasks tend to expand into the available time. To give you an example, if you need to deliver a report and you have three weeks time to do that, how much time will you need? How much time will it take for you to finish the report? Well, three weeks. If you have only three days to finish this report, how much time will you need? How long will it take? three days. Another quote by Seneca, so it's quite an old quote, is, it's not too little time that we have. It is too much time that we do not use wisely. So at the time, it seems to already have been a hot topic. When it comes to using time wisely or effectively, the main question, of course, that comes up is what does using time effectively really mean or using time wisely? Can a walk around the block be effective use of time or laying down for a nap after lunch or taking a break? Is that wisely used time? Well, yes, of course it is, because the wise or effective use of time does not always mean that we have to be highly productive. It's like when your smartphone runs out of battery. You will have to charge it at some moment, at some time, 
you need to recharge it or it will completely go off. It's the same with our own resources. We need to recharge every now and then. And that could be that can very well be a wise, a wise use of our time. Now, when it comes uh, to using time effectively, of course, it is um, crucial whether you can decide yourself how you want to use your time so that you have a high level of control over your time. And for a good self-management and low stress or good stress management, the level of control over your time and your resources is a very, very crucial aspect, one that I will cover in another issue of this podcast. Now, speaking of effectiveness, there are two expressions that um, are quite important to understand and to distinguish from each other. One of them being effectiveness and the other one being efficiency. Are they the same or are they different? Well, they are actually very different from each other. Let's look at them each one by one. Effectiveness means doing the right things. And right meaning the essential things. The tasks that will bring you closer to your goal, to your objectives. To have the desired effect. If you do the right things, you will be effective. Efficiency means doing it the right way or to achieve a maximum result with the resources available or to achieve the defined result with the minimum of energy and time invested. Then we are efficient. And ideally, of course, we can apply both. We can be both effective and efficient in, uh, in our tasks, in our work. But if you would have to choose one of the two, if you would have to pick one of the two, which one would it be in case of doubt? Would you go for being effective or for being efficient? Well, I would highly recommend you choose effectiveness over efficiency. Why is that? Simply because you can be very, very efficiently doing the wrong things. You can be very busy a whole working day long. You can work and work and do things and, 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 and be really a busy bee. And at the end of the day, you understand that the really essential things, the really important things were left on the side and have not been completed. Well, then you have not been effective. So in case of doubt, choose effectiveness over efficiency. Make sure you are doing the right things. And once you have established what the right things are, make sure you are efficient, as efficient as possible in doing them, in completing them. Now, when it comes to efficiency, there is a very simple yet effective approach or principle that I would like uh, to introduce you to. 
And that's the so-called Pareto Principle, or 2080 rule. It's called the Pareto Rule because Wilfredo Pareto has discovered the rule in uh, the uh, medieval, t uh, medieval Venice, where he discovered that 20% of the population were in possession of 80% of the population's assets. And then he discovered that this 2080 rule, this 2080 principle, can be applied to many other things as well. So, for instance, for many organizations, 20% of the customers generate 80% of the income and many other aspects where this rule applies. Also, and that's why I introduce you to it, when it comes to completing tasks, when it comes to work. In many tasks, 20% of the energy and time invested will already produce 80% of the result. And in order to achieve the remaining 20% to perfection, which would be 100% result, we need to invest an overproportional amount of time and energy. Now the question is, which of your tasks could you apply this principle to? Which of your tasks could benefit of a decision that says, okay, I'm going to go with 80% result and I'm going to be satisfied with that because it's just good enough and I will only invest 20% and not overinvest for the remaining 20% uh, that will lead to perfection. So this principle has the potential to generate a lot of additional or to free up a, a lot of additional capacity for you that you can then invest for tackling essential and really important tasks. Now again, here the question is, who decides whether 80% is good enough, or whether perfection needs to be achieved. Well, for those tasks that you only do for yourself, you yourself can decide whether you will go with 80% or whether you want to go or have to go for perfection. I just recently had a seminar uh, about this topic when I introduced the Pareto Principle. One of the participants laughed out loudly and said, oh, yes, that's me. And he described how he would open an Excel sheet to just do a simple calculation, but he would not be able to, uh, to, to finish that without also making it look nicely. So he would format the tables and, uh, and, and, the, and the sheet so it looks nice when it does the job. When he could easily go with the functionality itself and uh, not do any cosmetics uh, on, the, on the Excel sheet. So check your task list and go through each of your tasks and uh, check them on whether the Pareto principle could be applied to them. For those tasks that other people are affected by, if you do, for instance, if you complete a task for your, uh, for your boss, for instance, or for your customer, or for colleagues in other departments that are dependent on the quality of your work results, it may be useful to have a conversation. To just simply ask, 
Listen, dear boss, what is your expectation when it comes to this uh, task? Do you really expect perfection or would you be willing to go with 80%? Because I could free up a lot of capacity by going 80% and increase my productivity. So this kind of conversation can be very, very helpful in order for you to replace assumptions that you may have regarding the outcome or the expectations by concrete data, by concrete uh, expectations. So have a look at your task list, have conversations regarding expectations to identify those tasks uh, on which you can apply the Pareto Principle. And you will discover that there are some tasks that this principle does not apply to. For instance, if I have a surgery, back surgery to do, and I am in the emergency room, I'm quite happy if uh, the doctor who does the surgery uh, the medical doctor who does the surgery on me has never ever heard of the Pareto principle. Or when I sit in the back of a plane which is in final approach and about to land, I'm quite happy to know that the pilots do not stick to the Pareto principle when it comes to placing the plane on the center line of the runway. My wish for you is that this impulse will help you increase your personal effectiveness. Yours, Thomas Jan.